Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Marker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. And we are live in SEN Studios. And looking outside, it's a beautiful Wednesday morning. Bryce Gibbs, of course, Lumo Energy SA powering this studio too. 27 degrees today. The sun is shining. You've got a jumper on though, which is a, a bit confusing for me. Is it the air conditioner in here? It just you know, comes and goes. It kicks in when you least expect it and jumper comes on for probably 10 minutes and then I'll take it off. I like it. You can send us a text 0427 154. One double six. We're looking for uh, Australian sporting anthems today uh, because of Australia Day tomorrow. We'll play some more of them before the end of the show. Got a lot of texts coming in as well, though. We certainly do. Uh, one regarding one of the songs. Morning, fellas. Welcome aboard Walshy. Isn't Waltzing Matilda the rugby union song for the Wallabies? Yes, it is. And that is spine tingling as well for uh, everybody who has been to watch the Wallabies play before. So that's uh, a good text there, Lockie. Uh, Costa thought uh, Josh Carr was half asleep this morning. Um, <laughs> said he got him up and about. So uh, It is quite early, though. 7.30? Yeah, but I mean... It, you, you, sometimes people aren't just mourning people. Maybe you just wasn't excited to talk to us. That's usually the case with our listeners, but I'm sure not, <laughs> not our next listener, though. No, that's exactly right. Uh, we, we've had a chat about our South Australian clubs. Now it's time to head over to Victoria and find out what's happening with the rest of the AFL for AFL.com.au. Josh Gablich, good morning, mate. Are you half asleep or are you ready to go? No, morning, Jared. Morning, Bryce. I'm, uh, I'm on my way to Essendon, so I'm definitely not half asleep, sort of, not too sure if you guys are feeling it over there, but get to this point of the Australian Open and I think a lot of sports fans in Melbourne are hoping around the country are really turning their attention to the footy because I reckon as soon as we get to Monday, people start thinking about round one and how their teams are going to look. So I'm awake. I called it Wimbledon earlier, so you can see where my attention's at. So I'm, I'm already halfway through the season and thinking about finals already. Uh, so you're heading out to Tullamarine today to watch Essendon train. Who have you seen already this week? Went to Carlton on Monday and they had a, a big match sim session. So I had a really good look at them behind closed doors and they had a 60-minute session. First time they've gone for, for that long this summer. And the, the big notice with Carlton at this stage is they're so much further advanced than last year. Obviously, 12 months on into this Michael Voss year. And it's a, we go back 12 months and they had a very new-looking footy department. They had a new CEO, new president. And I reckon that the biggest indication of how, how far ahead they are compared to this time last year is you look at their, their two stars in attack and Charlie Curnow and Harry Mackay. And this time last year, there was a great unknown around Charlie Curnow. Obviously, we know how good he was in 2022, became a Coleman medalist. And Harry Mackay this time last year broke down. So they've had a full summer training together and spoke to Michael Voss on Monday and they've, they've paired them all summer. They've, they've, they're looking to build that cohesion because... Even though they had such a good year together last year, Harry just didn't quite stay on the park as much as they would have liked. So they're much further advanced at this time of the year. And when you go down at this time of year, you're looking for new faces. You're looking for players that are back on track. Obviously, if we think about Carlton right now, there's there's a, a lot of concern around Sam Walsh, but 
from a positive perspective, they've got three players that barely played last year that are up and humming right now, and that's Zach Williams, that's Mitch McGovern, and Mark Pittnett. So they've had a really strong summer so far. I know it is only January 25, but you can only report on what you see. And, and so far, those three have made significant inroads. And if you think back to last year, they all, really, all had really similar arcs. They started in the team, they missed three or four months in the middle part of the year, and they finished in the team. So if they can get full seasons out of those three, I think it's going to be really big for them this year. Uh, so I, I had did um, McGovern. Look, I, I was going to ask you about that. Obviously, with uh, Weedering and Young taking the the key forwards, he's really important in terms of their intercept game. And it, was he playing that sort of role, that halfback role, coming across, intercepting and, and rebounding? Because he's actually quite a nice field kick as well, Mitch McGovern. That's exactly what he did on Monday. Took a handful of really impressive intercept marks. Looked really good by foot. Lewis Young wasn't out there. He hurt his ankle last week. Only really minor. So he didn't play, but McGovern and Weedering, they partnered in defence and, and they looked really great. And I mean, think back to this time last year, McGovern did have a really good pre-season. He had a really good start to the year before he did his hammy and, and went down in round two. They're really hopeful that he will get the rest of this block in heading into round one and, and, and have the season they hoped he would last year. They wanted him to replace Liam Jones and obviously that didn't happen. And, and Lewis Young had a really good year, but Mitch McGovern, they've got him here for a reason and it's taken time for it to set. But they're really impressed across December and January. So hopefully that translates across the summer, across the season. Well, there is a little bit of pressure on Carlton. So uh, it's glad to hear that they're, they're tracking nicely. Any other teams that have caught your eye? Anything uh, else worth reporting? Well, I was at Hawthorne yesterday. I've spent a bit of time with them in the last week. And I mean, the big talking point around Hawthorne right now is how they replace Ben McAvoy. I mean, it's... There's a number of clubs going through leadership changes at the moment. We saw North Melbourne replace Jack Siebel last week. Collingwood and, and Geelong are the two others with vacancies at the moment. And I think both those clubs have a handful of options. But at Hawthorne right now, there's a real clear standout. And it's James Sisley. I mean, that's what happens when you trade Tom Mitchell, you trade Jay Gromira, you trade Jack Gunson, you lose so much experience. But James Sisley is the, the clear standout there as, as captain. They're going to go to Morwell next week on their pre-season camp and go through a leadership process. So I think maybe as soon as late next week, probably early Feb, we'll, we'll get a real... Uh, we'll know who the next captain of, of Hawthorne is. And if we think back to last year, James Sisley, I mean, he had a, a career year. Nearly All-Australian, really stiffed him. He's out in All-Australian, but became a best and fairest winner for the first time. Coming off 18 months out of the game, he really re-established himself as one of the best defenders in the competition. So I think he is the clear standout to replace Ben McAvoy. People at Hawthorne do say that Dylan Moore and Mitch Lewis are two other candidates he can't rule out. But to think at the point in their career, they're a little bit young. They haven't quite built years of form at AFL level. So I think James Sicily is the one. But we'll find out more next week when they go to Gippsland. Have you been down to watch Melbourne train? I have. I went there last Wednesday and it, it poured rain for, for three <laughs> hours, but they had a really, really good hit out of of Matt Sim. I mean, uh, the, the issue there at the moment is Max Gorn. He hurt his hamstring late last week. And the only concern around Max Gorn doing a hamstring at this part of the year is Simon Goodwin's obviously looking to get as much match simulation into Max Gorn and Brody Grundy between now and round one, because that's a big fascination. How do they fit these two star ruckmen? in the same 22. I think when they really explored that last year, they were hoping that there would be five on the bench that were accessible for 120 minutes. Obviously, that didn't happen in the end. So it's going to be interesting to see how they divide the ruck time. 
the good thing is that Max Gorn might miss the practice match in late Feb and the official practice match at the start of March. So we'll still get to have a good look at those two together. But the one to keep an eye on heading into round one at Melbourne is a guy that hasn't played yet. He's a young key forward called Jacob Van Ruin and had a really strong year last year in the VFL. Kicked 36 goals for Casey. There were calls late in the year to get him in to the senior side. They they didn't do that in the end. They, they opted to, to wait and hold him back and he's had a really big pre-season so far and there's a feel that he could come in and, and play round one. And I think back to last year, they had some issues with their key targets in attack. Ben Brown kicked 30 goals from 19 games. Tom McDonald had the list Frank injury and we didn't see him in the second half of the year. And Sam Wiedemann is now playing for Essendon. So Jacob Van Ruin's had a really big pre-season so far. So I think he's he's really on track to have a round one debut. So there's a lot of excitement around him right now. Josh, before we let you go, we're asking today on our text line, 0427-154-166, and we're taking calls as well for um, iconic Australian sporting anthems. Do you have one for us before we say farewell? I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you two and giving where you're based, but I absolutely love what Port do pregame. I mean, there's, there's just something special about Never Terrace apart I just we don't have enough of it in Australian sport I spent a couple of years living in the UK and going to a lot of Premier League and Championship grounds around England it's as close as we get I think that that 60 seconds before the bounce is special and I've only seen it a handful of times in in not even a showdown or marquee game so that's probably my favorite at, at this stage of the day well I think we should play it as we uh, say farewell to you again. Uh, Josh thanks so much for your time. We'll catch up with you hopefully next week to give us uh, more of an update and good luck at Tyler Marine watching Essendon train today. No dramas guys. Great to chat. That's like the sixth time we played it this morning Brian. Are you sick of it yet? No, I'm just worried about you might you might lose a couple. Playing all this song <laughs> played out today. You, you might lose a few admirers, I reckon. Uh, Josh Gablich, our guest from AFL.com.au. Next, uh, we are playing The Bryce is Right, and also we have a brand new segment on SENSA. You were there.